0: Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is your brother Hussein Kamani. If you enjoyed listening to our podcast, please donate to Qalam by visiting supportqalam.com. We love being able to share this content for free, and your donation ensures we are always able to do so. Each podcast we produce has thousands of listeners, so the opportunity for gaining immense reward by supporting our efforts is endless. You never know who will be able to benefit from your donation. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept and jazakumullahu khairan. Assalamu alaikum. Bismillah rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa salamun ala ibadihi al-lazeen as-tafa. ala seyyidi rasuli wa khatimi anbiya wa ala alihi laskiyya wa ashabihi latiqiyya amma ba'ad. Today, inshaAllah, we will discuss the life of Sayyidina Zakariya alayhi salam. The mention of Zakariya alayhi salam appears in the Qur'an in four different surahs, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions him in Surah Al Imran, Surah Maryam, Surah An'Am, Surah Anbiya. Other than Surah An'Am, in the other three surahs, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions Zakariya alayhi salam story with some detail. In Surah An'Am, in addition to other prophets, Zakariyya salam's name is mentioned in verse eighty-five very briefly. But when we look at Surah Ali imran we see Allah subhanahu wa taala makes mention of him from verse forty-one to thirty-seven, thirty-seven to forty-one. Similarly, in Surah Maryam, much longer, from the beginning of the surah right till the end of the eleventh verse. And in Surah Anbiya, again a brief mention. Uh, وَزَكَرِيَّا إِذْ نَادَى رَبَّهُ رَبِّ لَا وَأَنْتَ Fastajabana lahu wa wahabana lahu yahya wa aslahna lahu zawja innahum kanu yusari'una fil khayrati wa yad'unana raghaban wa rahaba wa lana khashi'in In 2 verses Regarding the lineage of Zakariya alayhi salam the scholars have differed in opinion What is his father's name Ibn Kathir rahmatahu Ali? Ibn Hajr al-Asqalani rahmatullahi alayhi, and others have discussed it in great detail. However, as a summary, Ibn Kathir rahmatullahi alayhi, writes that all of the opinions that have been uh, reported regarding the lineage of Zakariya alayhi salam are not based on authentic narrations. What we can say with a level of firmness is that Zakariya alayhi salam was from the children of Sayyidina Dawood This is where his lineage leads back to. Regarding his name and its proper pronunciation, the scholars have differed in opinion. Some have pronounced his name as Zakaria, and others have, with a little stretch in Hamza Zakariya, A little bit of a difference in pronunciation with Mad and Qasr, Zakaria like that with a Hamza and just Zakaria without the Hamza. Zakaria Saam is mentioned in the Quran on multiple occasions, in particular regarding the miraculous um, child that he had, the miraculous birth that his wife experienced. Who was his wife? There are two um, schools of thoughts on who his wife was. The scholars, they say, one group of scholars, that his wife her name was Isha. Isha' was his name, or Al-Yash'a. Bashir ibn Ishaq says that this Isha' was actually the aunt of Maryam alayhi salam. So Maryam alayhi salam's mother, mother's name was Hannah, and Hanna's sister's name was Isha'. This is the first opinion. The second position, the scholars, they say, that Zakariya salam married the sister of Maryam alayhi salam. Zakaria married the sister of Maryam السلام, which makes Maryam السلام, his sister-in-law and in this scenario again they say her name was also Isha so who was this Isha person how was she related to Maryam according to one position um, she was the um, sister of Hannah the mother of Maryam according to the second position she was Maryam السلام, sister and in the scenario that it was Maryam's sister. This makes Yahyari, cousin, because they were born through two sisters. It seems as if this Isha was actually the sister of Hannah. This is what seems more correct, based off of a few Qur'an, a few things. The first thing being that. If Zakariya salam is blessed with a child at a very old age, and we'll come to that shortly, some scholars say he was 70 years old, some say he was 90 years old, some put him borderline 100, maybe even over 100 when he was blessed with a child, that means, and he, he also says in the Qur'an that at this point, his wife was also aqir. She wasn't able to bear children. And Maryam salam was just given birth right at that point. You know, Maryam was young, she was growing up, she was under the custodianship of Zakaria which means she was maybe in her early teens when they have this experience of Zakaria walking in and seeing fruits out of season. Therefore, the age gap between the two would be much. You know, and it seems from that that it's more appropriate that his wife was the age not of Maryam but rather the mother of Maryam. And if she is a sister of Hannah, the mother of Maryam a.s. that seems to be more consistent with the timeline. Wallahu a'lam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. All of the prophets that came, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded them to be independent of the finances of the people. This is why in the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, multiple prophets, when they came to their people, they said, قُلْ لَا أَسْأَلُكُمْ عَلَيْهِ إِنْ أَجْرِيَ إِلَّا عَلَىٰ رب I do not expect to be compensated by you. I don't want your wealth. My reward, my compensation lies with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. This is very important for dua people involved in da'wah. Try not to be fully dependent on the finances of people. Because at the end of the day, the people may begin to think that the reason you're doing what you're doing is to earn money. And that's when they'll lose respect in you. And the effect of what you're trying to do, what you're trying to say will be lost. The true effect of a person's efforts come into play when you realize that they're doing what they're doing with no financial gain expected in return, they're doing it because that's what good people do. And when someone experiences that sincerity with another individual, they will offer that sincerity back. And it's that swapping and trading of sincerity that will give the highest result from an interaction. Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala taught the Prophets to say to the people لَا أَسْأَلُكُمْ عَلَيْهِ أَجْرًا in أَجْرِيَ illa ala, رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ Unfortunately, we live in a time where da'wa has become purely transactional and the truth is that the longer this continues the more people will become aware of the lack of barakah that such teaching has and the lack of barakah that such institutions will have Without doubt, there is a reality that people need to provide for themselves and people need to take care of their families communities need to be responsible of taking care of their leadership these are all realities but there is a difference between taking from the community for what you need so you can continue to do the da'wah and exploiting the community and taking their resources from them one thing I always say to friends and students is that if you need to utilize the funds the community gives you to live your life to fulfill your basic necessities, your needs However, if you wish to live in luxury, don't do that on the, on the community's dime. Do that on your own money. Figure out a trade, figure out an investment, do something on your side. The Prophets of Allah, however, were held to a higher standard, okay? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling them that you will not touch the money of the community. Therefore, you see that the different Prophets that came in the past had various skills. And it was through these skills that they earned their wealth. Scholars of the past developed skills, they developed opportunities of investment, and through that they earned their money, therefore giving their time purely for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Shaykh al-Hadith Marla Muhammad Zakariya kandahle when he started teaching at Saharanpur, Saharan Ulum, uh, the famous uh, Islamic seminary in the subcontinent, he said to the administrator that, I wish to take no salary or compensation for my services. So that administrator said to him that you will take and comp- you will take a compensation and the reason is so that we can hold you accountable if you take no compensation there's no accountability and we need to be able to hold you accountable so we will compensate you but if you are as sincere as you say you are then you will take the compensation we give you and with your own hand you will go and put it in sadaqa. that'll be the true test Shaykh al-Hadith realized that that money that he was being given he needed it to take care of his family take care of his kids provide for his home However, later on in his life, after he started publishing books and writing, they opened a publishing house and he started earning money from there. The first thing he did with the profit that he earned from publishing books was he had paid back all of the salary he took over the last 40 years from the madrasa. Over the years he was writing it down, writing it down with the intention that if Allah gives me wealth one day, I wish to give it all back. Therefore, making my time for the deen, the khidmah of the deen, waqf Allah ta'ala. Purely for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us all to reach thereto, too, inshaAllah. Regarding Zakariya alayhi salam, Imam Ahmad rahmatullahi alayhi narrates in his musnad, also narrated by Imam Ibn Majah rahmatullahi alayhi, narrated by um, many other muhaddithun from Abu Hurairah radhiallahu an, inna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam qal, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, kaana Zakariya najjaran. That Zakariya alayhi salam was a najjar. Anyone know what a najjar is? A carpenter, yes, he was a carpenter Very good with his hands Good at building things, making things In the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Before he mentions Zakariya alayhi salam He makes a reference to a man by the name of Imran And the surah is actually called Ali imran as well Inna Allah astafa Adama wa Nuhan wa al Ibrahima wa ala Imrana ala al-'Alamin. It's important that we understand who this Imran was because this will ease us into the story of Sayyiduna Zakari a.s. The scholars agree that Imran was not a prophet of Allah. He was an abid, a wali of Allah, but he was not a prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed him with a beautiful wife. However, he did not have a child for a very long period. If we take the position that zakaria salam married imran's daughter then a long period passed by and they desired a second child and if we take the position that zakaria salam married maryam salam's aunt we will we will say that imran had no child until this point himself he himself was waiting for a child allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless him muhammad ibn ishaq narrates that one day the mother of maryam salam, hanna she was outside somewhere. وَكَانَتْ في ظل شجرة, And she was sitting in the shade of a tree. And she saw a bird feeding a small little chick of it, a small little baby, was feeding the baby. فَتَحَرَّكَتْ نَفْسُهَا للولد. It was at that moment that she also had a desire for a child. Her heart began to yearn for it, for a long, to long for it. That I haven't had a child for such a long period. And here this bird is feeding its child. Look how beautiful it is. Look how sweet this is. Look at the mercy that a mother has for her child. She began to long and desire for this, for this too. فَدَعَتْ أَنْ يَهَبَ لَهَا وَلَدًا فَحَمَلَتْ maryam. She made dua to Allah, Ya Allah, bless me with a child so I can love my child the way this bird is loving its child. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed her with a child. And that child's name, as the Qur'an will tell us later on, inni Maryam. Allah chose the name for her, her name would be Maryam. While she was pregnant, according to a majority of the historians and Mufassirun, Halaka Imran, Imran passed away. Falamma Arafat Lillahi Muharraran, when she realized she was pregnant and also her husband passed away, she made a dua to Allah that she would give her child for the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the khidmat of, the, for the khidmat of this deen. Now how did she know she was pregnant if her husband had passed away later on we see that she has a conversation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where she's speaking to Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is responding to her, Laysa Dakarukal Unta, Inni Sam Maryam, Inni Uituha Bikawadriya, Minashaem. So all of this discussion that's happening between the two, how is it happening? Hasan al اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ says, Innaha innama fa' dali ka be ilhamimallahi ta'ala that she was divinely inspired by Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala to dedicate her child for the khidma of the deen. This is very important that it is possible for Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala to divinely inspire the hearts of pious and righteous individuals. Just this last week I was traveling and I gave a lecture on the life of Sayyidina Musa salam, and we came to the point where Musa's mother was inspired with what to do with him after she gave birth to him. Uh, one of the people in attendance was very adamant that this was not divine inspiration, rather it was revelation and that Musa's mother was a prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I explained to this person that according to majority of the Ahl-Sunnah Jama'ah, the prophets of Allah were male. Now, why were they male? Why were they not female? You'll have to go back to the opening lectures of this actual series, where I covered that issue in detail. Why Allah Subhanahu wa Taala gave nubuah to the rijal? So this is an example too, where Allah Subhanahu wa Taala inspired the heart of a mother of what should be done with her child. Now, Hana gave birth to a girl. She was expecting that she would give birth to a boy, because she made intention that I will dedicate this child for the sake of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. My child will grow up in a house of worship serving scholars reading books doing what other boys in the community were doing it wasn't common for girls to be dedicated to monasteries to be sent to worship for their life that wasn't a common practice but she desired this she gives birth to a child and she realizes that her child is a the child is a girl now when the child is a girl she said rabbi inni wada'tuha untha that, oh my lord, I gave birth to a, a girl Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Wallahu a'lamu bima wada'at Allah knows very well what you gave birth to Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Wa laysa al-untha And the male is not like the female The mufassirun differ in opinion On what this statement actually means Some scholars they say Fa fihi qawlaan al awwalu Anna muradaha al walad dhakari al-untha Some scholars have said the statement that the male is not like the female. The statement is trying to say that, this, that the male has opportunity that the female does not have. Therefore, we're going to have to figure out or find a way for this girl to continue to serve the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what they're trying to say is, al-untha. There There is a virtue for male children over female children. This is one opinion. The second opinion, kalam tarji'hu which is a more common interpretation The male is not like the female The second group of scholars, they interpret it by saying That this female is better than male Is better than having a male child This girl will do what the other, girls, what the other boys cannot even do Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala will use her, will utilize her She will be very special And we'll cover and talk about her more when we come to The story of Isa salam and how Maryam salam was a very special person Nabi sallallahu listed her to be from the four women who have virtue over all other women of the world. The Prophet Allah Subhanahu in the Quran referred to her as Siddiqa twice. Not once but Wa ummuhu as She was a very truthful, honest, good, pious, righteous person. When it comes to the issue of whether the male gender is superior or the female gender, the re- the reality is that neither gender gives you a, t- a card to Jannah. You aren't Jannah, you can't show Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala your gender and get access to it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not giving Jannah or reward or his pleasure based off of gender. Reward is given based off of good deeds. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, hayatun That whoever does good deeds, male or female, that's not... That's not what matters here. min Be male or female, as long as you do good deeds and you believe in Allah, Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala promises this person a life of peace and tranquility, in the world and also in the hereafter. Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala said regarding this Maryam, inni Maryam that she is named Maryam. What does Maryam mean? Maryam, Maryam, in their language, was a worshipper, a female worshipper, was called Maryam. Now, Maryam Ali's salam's mother made an intention that she would dedicate her child for the sake of Allah. It wasn't a common practice that a girl would be dedicated, but she was adamant that she would fulfill her oath. She made another; she was going to follow through on it. She consulted multiple scholars, pious people from the time, Zakaria salam, was also a prophet. They came to a conclusion that accommodation could be made for Mariam, Salam. She would be given her area, her quarters, where she would stay, she would worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. However, their policy was that they would only allow children to be dedicated to the monasteries or their churches, if there was a guardian watching over the child. So now the issue came up, who would be the guardian of Maryam alayhi a.s. as we will learn ahead, Zakaria alayhi salam was appointed to be her guardian. But before we go into how he was appointed and the dispute that surrounded that, the first discussion is, at what point in Maryam a.s. life was Zakaria a.s. appointed as the guardian? Was it right after her birth when she was a baby infant? Or was it later on in her life when she was ready to go to the monastery? There are two positions on the issue. The first position, في زكريا عَلَيْهِ السَّلَامِ إِيَّاها كَانَتْ فَقَالَ كَانَ ذَلِكَ وَبِهِ جَاءَتِ الرِّوَايَاتِ وَقَالَ بَعْضُهُمْ بَلْ إِنَّمَا كَفَلَهَا بَعْدَ أَنْ فُطِمَتِ Majority of the scholars, Imam Rahmatullahi Rahmatullahi Al-Razi says, Imam Al-Razi says, majority of the scholars hold a position that he became her guardian after her birth because her father had passed away. So he took the responsibility of looking over her. كفالة in Arabic means to take responsibility of a person's finances. A kafil is someone who takes responsibility of looking over someone, providing for someone, giving clothing to someone. Her father had passed away, so she was in need for someone to look over her, and Zakari took this responsibility at this point. Taking responsibility of another person, in particular if they are needy, is one of the most righteous things a human being can do. Nabi said regarding the one who takes guardianship over an orphan, اَنَا وَكَافِرُ yatim kahatein. The one who takes care of an orphan and myself will be like this, these two fingers. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa pointed up his index and his middle finger. We will be like this in paradise. You may not realize it, but a little bit of love from you can go very far in someone else's life. In our community, it's viewed as taboo to take someone else's child into your care. Bringing someone into your home, going and visiting another child... What some may call being a godfather or even just being a guardian for another person. This is viewed as taboo. People don't look up, people look down upon this. The most you'll find people in our community doing is finding a charity and sending $100 there a month and an orphan is being taken care of somewhere else in the world and that puts you to sleep at night. Now, that is a good thing, by the way. If you're not doing anything, every single person in this room needs to be doing that much at least. I would say this is a must. Every person needs to be sponsoring an orphan at any given time in your life. My sheikh used to say this to me. He used to say you should never have a meal at home without being absolutely sure that you are providing for a meal for an orphan somewhere else in the world. There should be someone in the world that's eating while you sit down to eat as well. This is like absolutely necessary. But we need to push ourselves a little above that too. Not only provide for someone with our finances, but provide for someone else with our love, with our care. I think in our mind, everyone knows that it's a very good idea to take care of orphans. We know the virtue of it. Share a story regarding a virtu- uh, or an orphan or two, or the virtues of taking care of orphans, and everyone will cry and their hearts will begin to shake. But I'm not sure where the courage is gone to actually bring an orphan into the home. I'm not sure where the courage is gone. Sometimes the orphans lie within our own families. You know, a, cousin's ch- a cousin passed away, they have children. Uncle passed away, they have children. A distant relative passed away and they have children and there's no one there to take care of those children. These children move on to the orphanage and there's no one there to take care of them. They grow up without love and care most of the times while you somehow continue to live your life without any care at all. This is not appropriate, it's not munasib. Wallahi l if you were to show love to an orphan in the world, that orphan will stand by your side and walk you through the gates of Jannah in the hereafter. Inshallah InshaAllah, Thumma InshaAllah. This was a promise of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Imagine how much the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam must have appreciated those who take care of orphans because one day he was an orphan. And there must have been a day in his life where he wondered if he would be loved, or if he would be taken care of. And then he walked into the home of Abu Talib, who fulfilled all of his dreams. He became a better parent. He became, he treated the Prophet um, more carefully, more more dearly, with more love, with more softness. He was more tender to the Prophet than he was to his own children, to his own child. This is a sort of attitude we need to take. And I'll tell you one thing which is a very big alarm and we should all really think about this. We should give it a lot of thought. Our carelessness or maybe sensitivity to cultural taboo Results in many Muslim children leaving Islam in the process Because the orphanages or the parents who bring them in Take them away from Islam You can say what a horrible thing But in reality, is it, is it really such a horrible thing? When you didn't step up Are you going to blame a system? Are you going to blame the child? Are you going to blame those parents? Or are you going to blame your yourself? That why weren't you doing something? Every person in this gathering should make a niyyah and intention today. That, Ya Allah, if I'm given the opportunity to serve another person, then let me do that. Alam Iqbal, he said in his uh, famous poem, هُمِرَا ki himayat karna," right? Oh my Lord, let my purpose of life be to help other people, help poor people. Um... Those who are in pain, those who are in need Let me be there to assist them, to listen to them So every person should make that intention People in the community assume That only those people are responsible of Financially providing for orphans Or bringing an orphan into their home Who Allah has tested and they can't have children You know, Adopting an orphan is for those who can't have children They should bring an orphan into their home Well they should and you should too Everyone should And I'm not going to say one should or one shouldn't We should learn and learn the virtue of this. Nabi ﷺ gave special virtue for a person who puts their hand on the head of an orphan. Who shows shows love to an orphan. Yes? That's That's a good point. The brother is saying that what about the issue of um, legal barriers between the genders? you have a girl at home and you're, you're, you know, a boy is coming into your home, you're adopting a boy into your home, how do you manage that? If the child, if the baby that you're bringing into your home, if, it, if the child you're bringing in is a baby and an infant under the age of two, and it nurses from the mother, then those rulings no longer apply because now the two become siblings through nursing. If the child passes the age of two, now the rulings of رضاء do not apply, the nursing won't apply anymore, at that point you'll have to accommodate. The truth is, it's tricky, I understand, but it's possible. I know people who accommodate their siblings. You know, their wife is in the room, in the house, the brother is living in the house, the, other, the brother and wife know when to and when not to be in the home. You know, Nabi Wasallam said, Alhamu wal-mawt, the in-laws are death, which, ta- which is speaking to the women and telling them that you have to be very careful around your brother-in-law and your father-in-law, you have to be aware, be careful, put yourself on guard. Similarly, um, the same also applies. Some people are very, uh, they have friends living with them, extended family living with them. People accommodate, you know. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for those of us who are really struggling financially and our living quarters are very tight, then it's obviously a difficult situation. But for those who can accommodate and and open their doors, and maybe they have multiple floors in a home or multiple bedrooms or a walk-in bedroom, walk-out bedroom, you know, there are ways to work around it. And I think that's where the ajat actually is. It feels like in our community people are only willing to do good deeds that don't require inconvenience. But if the good deed requires inconvenience, they back up. There is greater ajr when you think of the inconvenience, figure out the solution, and then plow through it. You continue to work through it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, actually the second opinion as I mentioned, they say that Zakaria alayhi salam took financial responsibility in kafala of Maryam alayhi salam an after she weaned off of nursing from her mother.